This is the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your host, master coach, and emotional resiliency expert, Lisa Carpenter. I'm here to be your guide through real, raw conversations, navigating life as a high achiever. This show covers what it takes to create physical and emotional well-being, along with how to honor and partner with your body. I'm here to guide you to a connected relationship with yourself, turning self-care into a way of being and not just another task on your to-do list. After all, the things we love, we take care of. This podcast gives you permission to love what you do, but love yourself more. Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. Good morning, Full Frontal listeners. Today, we are diving into the topic of having needs. And whether you want to believe it or not, we all have needs that need to get met, right? The need for love, the need for touch, the need for comfort, understanding, the need for positive reinforcement. We all have needs, the needs for the need for food, the need for shelter. You know, there's basic needs. But what I want to dive into is this notion of, well, I don't want to be needy. So if you're listening to this podcast, you probably struggle with perfectionism, control, wanting to do all the things, getting caught in being busy, are feeling burnt out, run down, put a lot of pressure on yourself, have a lot of demands on your time. And you probably also have been putting yourself at the bottom of your pile. And hopefully you found this podcast Because you're realizing that if you don't start to matter more in your own life, that you're going to be facing some significant side effects of that, whether it's, you know, burnout or getting caught in your emotions, right? So you're feeling angry and frustrated and resentful all the time. And that's not a great place to live by. It certainly doesn't bring more peace and well-being in your life, just leads to more frustration. And I am here to help guide you to more peace and well-being and to let go of the things that are keeping you trapped. So this is why I wanted to talk about, you know, having needs, feeling like you're being needy, not wanting to be that girl. And I hate using the term girl, but that woman. But the truth is, you know, often many of my clients, when they come to me, when they were younger, they were deep feelers. They were probably highly empathetic, meaning that they were really intuitive about picking up on how other people felt. So they fall into this like caretaker role where they really, you know, one of the most beautiful things about all my clients is they really care. They care a lot about other people. They care so much it comes at a cost to themselves. And this is part of what we unpack in our coaching together is how they can actually take better care of themselves. But they learned at a young age that it wasn't okay for them to feel. It wasn't okay for them to express emotion. Uh, You know, they, they watched and listened and saw other girls being called 
drama queens or crybabies. And maybe this has happened to you where you were that girl being told not to be so needy and not to be so emotional. So we take our superpower of our emotions and we stuff them down and we make them wrong and we stop giving ourselves permission to feel what we're feeling. And the irony is when we don't feel what we're feeling, we're trapped by our emotions. Whereas if we were just allowed to express them, which by the way you are, when you express your emotion clearly and can take responsibility for it, right? So I feel angry and ask yourself, well, what is this about? What do I need to do to help myself feel better? Then you're not trapped by your emotions. But when we don't acknowledge what we're feeling, we are trapped by our emotions. So we try so hard not to be the needy, feely, emotional woman that we end up being passive aggressive and we become so self-sufficient right? We swing so far the other side. Look, I don't need you at all. I don't need anything. I've got it. I've got this. I've got it all together. I don't need your help, but I'll help you. I'll help you with everything. I'll carry you on my back too. And this is why I wanted to have this conversation because we need to lean into the fact that we are hardwired as pack animals. We are not here to be living in isolation, to be taking on the weight of the world on our shoulders as an individual. We are here to need and to be needed. And that doesn't make us needy, right? We're here to be part of a larger collective where there is an energetic flow of giving and receiving. And if you go back to a previous episode, I recorded with Adam Kadu. I'll link it in the comments. We talked a lot about the importance of learning how to receive. So here's what I see shows up when we are not clearly communicating what we need. And this happens in relationships a lot. Ladies, listen up, please. Because we get into this belief that other people should just know what we need and they should take care of it like their mind readers, like our husbands or our partners or our friends. They should just they should know we're sad or they should know that we like to get flowers or they should know that we want to get a phone call. And what that does is it perpetuates you being in a victim state and not being responsible for yourself. And it puts a huge expectation on the other person that how can they possibly meet it when they don't even know that that expectation exists? And the cause of a lot of our suffering is attachment to expectations and attachment in general. And I know I have been taken out at the knees many a time because I put high expectations on myself only to not meet them and then feel super disappointed instead of being open to, you know, I want this or something better. It's such a great thing to tell yourself, this or something better. And that was a phrase that was taught to me by one of my brilliant coaches, Yola. She's phenomenal. I'll link to her website down below too. Give her a little bit of a love. And Yola, if you're listening, I adore you. Thank you for being part of my life. So I want to say again, having needs is not needy. And in the words of Brene Brown, clarity is kindness. We create stories that if we express what we need, we'll be needy. 
But what if that's not true? What if expressing what we need allows us to get our needs met in a much easier, efficient, and peaceful way? Instead of just, you know, hoping that somebody will pick up on the vibe that you're putting down. So for instance, you know, I love flowers. I love flowers. I don't wait for my hubby to go and pick them up for me. I know that having fresh flowers in my house just, it just brings such a beautiful energy into a room. I don't know if it's the color, the energy they give off. It doesn't matter, but I like flowers. So instead of telling myself I can only have flowers if someone buys them for me and then hoping and wishing somebody will buy them for me, I quite regularly buy myself flowers to boost my mood and to just tell myself that I care about myself. I also clearly communicate to my hubby what I need, excuse me, what I need in our relationship. I need quality time with him. So we have put time on our schedule every Thursday for us to spend the evening together. It's a non-negotiable. We don't put hockey there. We don't put workouts there. Uh, we get our youngest taken care of for the night. He goes to grandma's. Thank thank you, grandma. So that we can intentionally have that time together. But if I'm just stomping my feet and being angry and passive aggressive with my hubby because I'm not getting enough quality time with him, I'm not helping get my needs met. I'm not even voicing what it is I need. Instead, I'm stomping around in my emotions, hoping he'll pick up on it. Instead of just having the conversation around, this is what I need. Now, we don't always get what we want when we voice our needs. This isn't a guarantee that all of a sudden everything's going to magically fall into place when you start expressing what it is you need. But you give yourself a better shot, don't you? And I also want to remind you that you are also responsible for meeting your own needs. So that might be having the conversation or buying yourself the flowers or booking yourself the vacation or whatever it is that you need to feel your best. So there's a big difference between being needy right? Because being needy is looking for somebody else to make you feel better as opposed to knowing what your needs are and expressing them. But it's not about you being needy because now you're being responsible for saying, hey, this is what I need to feel my best. And I know that that is on me to have this conversation. And I also know that you may not be able to meet that need but I'm going to clearly communicate it with you so we have a fair shot of sitting down and seeing what we can come up with. Another great example of this in my life is with my oldest son. So of course he's graduated now and working full time and, you know, we still have these conversations, but I I specifically remember a conversation we had around his hockey. So at the time he was playing rep hockey so for any of my hockey parents out there, you, you're feeling me. This is a, It's a lifestyle when your kid is playing rep hockey. There's a lot of early morning practices. There's a lot of traveling. There's a lot of time spent at the hockey rink. And at the time, I was still running my personal training studio. So I was working a lot of evenings, 
Um, I never worked weekends. I'd set a boundary around that. But we had to sit down and have a conversation because I make taking care of myself a priority. My business is also a priority. My children, of course, are a priority. My partnership is a priority. All these I have all these things that are priorities. So I have to have a lot of conversations about making sure that I'm getting my needs met to the best of my ability and that I'm allowing other people to express what they need to feel supported and to feel loved. So Cole and I sat down and had a conversation about his hockey. And I said to him, please tell me, right, I want to know which games are very important to you that you know that you want me there for. And he said, okay, no problem. These are the ones. And I said, how do you feel about me not being at all your games and not all your practices? Do you need me there? Is this important for you that I am in the bleachers all the time? And be completely honest. And he's like, no, mom, I don't care if you're there for these. And I don't care if you're at these games. But these games, I need you there at these games. I said, okay, done. What that allowed us to do was to set a schedule so that I could be at the games that were really important to him, where he was like, yeah, mom, I need you. You know, I want you there watching me, right? Because I'm proud to watch him. I want to go watch him. But I don't need to be at every game warming the bench when he doesn't even care that I'm there. He was able to express clearly to me what his needs were. I was able to express what I needed as a parent right? I love you. And I love that you love hockey, but hockey is not my most favorite thing. So I am always going to come out. I'm always going to support you. I love you. I love watching you play, but I can't be at every practice in every game, right? I want to make sure that I'm still getting my workouts in and I'm working in the evenings and I'm more than happy to move my clients around and readjust my schedule to be at those important games. But what is this going to look like so that we both can thrive with this hockey schedule? And that's what asking, that's what communicating your needs gives you. It's an ability for both people in the conversation to step back and say, what is it that I need to thrive? So if you're in you know, a marriage, a partnership, kids, whatever, uh, I believe it's Dr. Gary Chapman has a has a beautiful book called The... the Five Love Languages. And I highly recommend picking up this book or downloading it and listening to it and finding out what your partner's love languages are and what your children's love languages are. Because quite often, in trying to get our needs met, we're operating from our love language with our partner, but that's not necessarily their love language. That's not necessarily what they need to feel loved or heard or supported, whatever it may be. So my love languages are gifts and quality time and touch. My husband's are touch for sure. Jake's is definitely touch. My kids really lean towards uh, quality time. Uh, My middle son is definitely touch is his love language. There's also, you know, acts of service. I think it's uh, quality time, touch, acts of service, gifts, and I'm missing one. And it's not going to come to me until I'm sure. As soon as I wrap up this episode, I will remember it. But anyways, you can check out, you can check that out. 
but it really is. It helps you understand what your partners need to feel loved and what it is you need to feel loved so that then you can have these conversations about your needs very clearly. So again, no expectations that they're going to be met. It's not about that. It's about taking responsibility for communicating your needs without getting trapped in the story of I'm needy. It's about allowing yourself to be supported. And there's an even bigger conversation here as well because this story of I'm needy can also stop us from meeting our own needs. Right? So what are your needs in order to thrive? I know that I need quiet time and downtime. I need an empty house every now and then. I need everybody to go so I can just have quiet time. I know I need to move my body. I need to have play. I need to have time for deep connection. I like to have time to write. I have all these things that really help me thrive in my life, in my business, in my body. And it's important that I address those needs and take responsibility for them and make them a priority. Whereas often when I'm working with my clients, they don't even consider meeting their own needs. They don't even know what it is they need because they're so far at the bottom of their pile and because they've made having needs wrong. And it's not wrong to have needs. It doesn't make you needy. It doesn't make you emotional. It doesn't make you a a crybaby or a drama queen. It is okay to have needs. So this is a relatively short episode today, but I just, I really wanted to toss it out there for you to consider what is it, what is it that you need? What is it that you are not expressing? And by not expressing it, how are you getting caught in your emotions? And that can look like being passive aggressive, controlling, arguing. How many times have you gotten into a fight with somebody because you wanted something, but you if you were being honest with yourself, you hadn't communicated it clearly and were pissed off that they didn't pick up your signs, right? So where are you behaving badly because you're uncomfortable with just leaning in and asking for what you need because you've made so many stories about what it means for you to express yourself or to have needs or to even want those needs to be met. Right? Where did you learn? What did you learn at a young age about having your needs met? Were you dismissed by your parents all the time? Were you constantly told you couldn't have anything? Were you called names? I want you to really reflect on some of that so that you can redefine this. Because I know for me, I appreciate it when somebody tells me exactly what it is they need. In fact, I ask my clients what they need from me. Right? How do you need me to show up as your coach so that you feel supported? That doesn't mean I'm always going to be, that doesn't always mean I'm going to give them that because sometimes they may need the opposite and they don't even realize it. But I need to know how my clients feel supported because if I have a client who's going to go into shame, if I take her by the shoulders and get really firm which doesn't happen very often, but sometimes, you know what, quite often I have to have big, bold, disruptive conversations with my clients, but I need to keep them out of shame. So I need to understand what puts them into shame, what motivates them. Are they internally driven or are they externally driven? 
right? Are they going to thrive more if I am giving them positive reinforcement? Do they need uh, outside support? Do they need more accountability to be successful, right? Or do they love being able to do things on their own? And once you tell them how to do it, they just go off and do it, right? So these are the these are the questions I'm finding out for my clients, right? So I want you to start asking yourself the same type of questions. What do I need to thrive? What do I need from the people around me to thrive? Uh, what am I withholding from myself, hoping that somebody else is going to show up and meet that need? Where can I give myself more? What behaviors happen for me when my needs aren't being met? Do I get passive aggressive? Right? Are you acting like your mother? <laughs> I'm laughing because it usually comes out. We start to mimic our our mothers. Um, am I being too controlling? Am I arguing? So something to think about. So on that note, this is some of the deep work that I do with my one-to-one clients. This is the stuff they get in the weeds about. So if you have been waiting for the perfect time to jump on my calendar, now is a great time to do it. I have openings for individual one-to-one calls where you and me for an hour go deep and get disruptive and shift Whatever it is that's holding you back, whether you're struggling with your relationship with your body or you're struggling with your relationship with your mother-in-law, it doesn't matter. What it comes down to is what are what price are you paying right now for your emotional and physical well-being? What is it costing you to not have your emotional and physical well-being? What do you believe that that even looks like? So this is what we can dive into. So if you're interested in taking me up on that, head over to my website, lisacarpenter.ca forward slash WWM, short for work with me. I like to make myself links that are easy for me to remember. Uh, You can just go over to my website as well, lisacarpenter.ca, and you will find the work with me tab. You can simply click it, fill out the application, submit your payment, and hop on my schedule, and we will go from there. Because life is so much easier when you are taking 100% responsibility for having your needs met and communicating clearly with the people around you so that you have a better chance of having those needs met. And let me tell you, it is just so empowering. Now it's not even about whether those needs are met. For me, it's about having the courage and the confidence to express and truly know what it is I need, and then to also take full responsibility for that. So until next week, thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode was helpful for you, I would so appreciate it if you would head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. The more ratings and reviews I have, the more phenomenal women are going to find me. And ladies, the more we can get out of our heads and into our hearts and let go of the garbage that's holding us back, the more we're going to have an impact on this world. And the world really needs us to show up these days. Women are so incredibly powerful, um, but we've got to break through these martyrdom stories and victim stories that we're living in and really step into 
owning our amazingness and owning our power so we can get out there and change the world. So I would so greatly appreciate a rating, hopefully a great rating and an amazing review over on iTunes and share it, right? Nothing warms my heart more than having this podcast shared. We are up to over 18,000 downloads now, 18,000. Like that just is mind-blowing to me. This podcast is just picking up speed and I would so appreciate it being shared even more because I know so many people need to hear this message. So thank you for tuning in. I look forward to being back in your ear next week. And remember, make yourself a priority. You need to matter more in your own life and that doesn't make you selfish. It makes you really, really smart and rested and thriving. This is what we want. I want everybody who's listening to be in a place of thriving physically and emotionally. Until next week, take good care of you.